Hello, and welcome to the Prepared School Psych Podcast, a space dedicated to equipping and empowering all who champion the success of students with diverse needs. I'm your host, Jenny Ponzerich, leveraging my 20 plus years as a school psychologist, presenter, and consultant, I work alongside school psychs to provide practical strategies that can be easily implemented, which in turn will support student success. Here, we'll delve into the practical and theoretical, welcoming voices from all corners of the field, seasoned school psychologists, experienced educators, dedicated family members, and visionary leaders. Together, we'll explore evidence-based approaches, tackle real-world challenges, and uncover fresh perspectives to help each child reach their full potential. Whether you're a school psych seeking new tools, a teacher searching for effective strategies, or a special education director eager to support your groups, this podcast is your resource for insightful conversations, actionable advice, and a supportive community. So tune in, get prepared, and join us as we ignite a revolution in student support, equipping educators with the tools and knowledge to build brighter futures for every child. Hi everyone, this is Jenny, founder of The Newer School Psychologist, and today I am with Liz. She has been able to um, travel around a little bit around the state of California and uh, do some interviewing in some different districts. So since she's had that capability of being able to do some different interviews, I thought she would be great to share some interview tips with all of you. So Liz, do you want to go ahead and like formally introduce yourself and talk about how long you've been a school psychologist? And, you know, if you want to share where you've been working, anything like that. I'm Liz. Um, I've been a school psychologist for four years, not counting my internship. I have worked in three districts, uh, two districts in Ventura County and one district in Fresno County. Before that, I was a teacher and an intervention specialist for about 18 years. Awesome. Awesome. So I'm hoping that people from all over our fabulous nation are going to be able to watch this. So I know some, since you know, your work and my work has been mainly in California. So this is just my like disclaimer to anyone who's like, oh, we don't do that in our state. We're going to talk maybe about little California stuff here and there. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So I'm curious, before you go in for the interview, what are some things that you do to prepare yourself more, um, you know, like prepare yourself for the questions, prepare yourself for the interview in general. What are some of those things that you go through? I think the first thing I do is I go look at the school district's website and I get a feel for how many schools they have. Do they have K-5? Do they have separate junior highs, sixth through eighth grade? Um, what programs they have? Do they have their own in-house um, special day class classes and then do they have low incidence programs um, so that I can kind of speak to some of those areas because if I know a district has say a deaf and hard of hearing program and I may not know a lot about that type of assessment I might want to kind of look into that 
um, and have some understanding. Um, for example, also I'd look at, are they a PSW district or a discrepancy model district? Um, because I came from an area before I came to Ventura County that nobody did PSW in. Um, and so um, those were actually one of the reasons I came to Ventura County is that was my area of interest. Um, and just kind of looking at how their school district is structured. Um, for example, I remember interviewing for a school district that had universal design, and I didn't even know what that was. And so I had to look up and find out that universal design means they don't have SDC classes that are separate. They don't have RSP classes that are separate. That's a collaborative model where the RSP teacher and the special day class teacher would be going in and working with the teacher to help those students. So that, that helped me prepare for the types of information I might cover there. You know, and just kind of getting a feel for the district's philosophy you know, looking at that type of thing, um, you know, just kind of, you know, looking around, talking to anybody who know who might know the district, too, and kind of getting an idea for their climate and culture and, and, you know, just kind of knowing where you're going. Okay. So, um, that's great stuff. And some of that stuff we can see on websites. I know some school districts provide a lot more information on their websites than other ones do. So I love how you talked about, you know, maybe reaching out to somebody um, who either works for the district or maybe even works nearby the district that, you know, typically we kind of know about our neighbors and what's going on um, over there. What types of things do you do to prepare yourself for questions? Um, I kind of, I like to go on the NASP and CASP websites and just kind of look at what current practices are being talked about. Um, and especially as a new psychologist, kind of what are the hot button topics right now? And, um, you know, kind of refreshing, you know, what, what is important to know about. Um, and I think also just really getting down to understanding the core concepts of assessment, you know, the, about, um, riot, remembering riot and, and which is the, you know, review of records, um, interviews, observations, and a set, you know, and then testing is last, you know, and remembering that that's the foundational piece and to, to not worry about specific um, batteries or names of certain things, but just kind of understanding the underlying concept of what we're doing. So I'm curious, I know sometimes just even reflecting back on early interviews that I had done, you know, um, I'm just curious, like, do, are you someone who like jots down notes while you're thinking about it? Do you, like, I found myself sometimes like practicing while I was driving, like, okay, if they ask me this and I, I like practicing it out loud to kind of see what it like sounds like, am I stumbling over my words or things like that? Do you use any of those type of strategies? Um, I do like taking notes that really helps me kind of like organize my thinking. Um, in the beginning, I really, because I didn't know what to expect, I, um, I didn't do a really good job of preparing. But as I kind of learned and figured it out, I found that if I um, kind of like, okay, you know, they're going to get asked some assessment questions. So what are some foundational pieces and how would I talk about that? And I kind of plan out with bullets, you know, about what are the important things I want to get across Mm -hmm. um, because when I didn't do that, I would just talk, 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 um, instead of, um, you know, just being very concise. And I think one of the biggest things to plan for is when they ask you, tell me about yourself. 
<laughs> is, you know, um, what are the most important things they want you want them to hear and how you can do that in a concise way that isn't too much information and not rambling, but organized. And I think that's probably the first thing I would do as a new psychologist is really tighten up how you want to talk about yourself mm -hmm. and awesome. your, you know. I know that a lot of people get nervous before interviews. So what types of things do you do to help yourself before going into an interview? Are you doing mindfulness practices? Uh, what, what are you doing? I do a lot of um, self-talk and reminders. Um, um, I remind myself that I'm not expected to have the answer to everything. Um, that it's okay to say, I don't know, but I know where to get that information and kind of just kind of remind yourself that, um, these are all human beings and, and we're all here together. And, um, I also tend to be an over talker. So I've kind of kind of with a strategy so I don't over talk. So I might remind myself, okay, you need to count to two before you respond, you know, um, so that you can give yourself a minute to, to gather, you know, that, that, and, and just give yourself grace that it's going to be um, scary the first couple times, <laughs> you know? And I think, you know, from the other side of the table, people expect people to be nervous, right? Like, right, right. it's an important, you know, new venture for somebody, you know, these are important decisions that are being made. So, right, right. So I'm curious, you know, you've gotten to do some different interviews in different districts. Are, are there kind of typical questions you, you know, you mentioned, you know, you know, you're going to be asked about assessment. Um, and definitely in California, that's a huge emphasis in our state here. Um, yeah. And you talked about, you know, tell me a little bit about yourself. You know, I know that sometimes they'll say, can you bring your resume to life or something like that? Mm -hmm. What are the kind of questions, like, if you had to interview for a different district, you know, at this time, what types of things would you kind of prepare yourself for? Um, being able to talk about what, what, um, what represents a legally defensible report. Mm -hmm. you know, I think that's a really good piece to be knowledgeable about, given um, that, um, be prepared to talk about child find, what is child find, what that means to you as a school psychologist. Um, I think that's important to prepare for. And I think, again, goes back to the riot, you know, the, the, the underpinning of assessments and the importance of all of those you know, aspects being, being brought to light. I would not cram the names of a million batteries, <laughs> um, but I would be prepared to, to, you may get a question about what would be your standard battery um, for a specific learning disability assessment. And I would have at least that down cold, an idea of what you would use um, to assess a child for a, a specific learning disability, because that's your, that's your primary bread and butter um, piece of an assessment, you know, that that would be important. Um, trying to think of other things, um, maybe being a little knowledgeable about, um, SST process and the, um, RTI pyramid, you know, the tier one, tier two, tier three, um, interventions kind of maybe having, you might be asked about what are some interventions you would recommend for a child who's struggling with reading, you know, and, and kind of understand being able to talk about 
the first tier being universal and available to all students, the second tier, and, and having just a little bit of an ability to talk about that, both mm -hmm. on the social, emotional, and the academic side, you know, mm -hmm. so you could show. I'm curious, you know, with, with so many kids coming in, you know, all across our nation into our schools with a lot of trauma in their background, mm -hmm. we're seeing, yeah. you know, huge spikes in, in kids with a lot of emotional concerns and things yeah. like that. I'm, I'm curious, are you finding that there's questions about, you know, behavior and FBAs or, you know, how to support kids who are struggling in that arena? Are you noticing some questions about that as well? Um, I have not received, I'm trying to think back. Um, I believe I have had questions about what an FBA is and, and um, have you done FBAs and, um, and what are the components of, of an FBA, you know, and, um, and so I think that would be a good thing to study up on um, and, and have some, you know, interventions you could recommend, you know, because you may get a question, you know, a teacher approaches you because they have a child who's having a hard time paying attention in class. What are some things you would recommend, mm -hmm. you know? And if you don't know the answer, say, I know I can refer to this resource, this resource, and this resource, you know, and don't feel like you need to cram everything, every little detail in. So that kind of leads me to my next question. I'm curious, have you ever been like stumped in an interview or, you know, even if you haven't, what would be like your response if someone asked you some like out of the blue question that you were like, either you knew it, but you can't remember it because we're so nervous or right. you actually just didn't know what's, what would kind of be your strategy for that? I think, um, I got, I got stumped in the beginning about a couple different things. Um, low incidence disabilities and assessment of those students. Um, I, you know, I had no idea how you would assess these students. Um, or say when I had no preschool experience and if I were asked, you know, what would be part of a battery for assessing a preschooler? Um, I think in the past, I would say, oh, I had to know the answers and I had to know all these these names of all these batteries and, and all these different things. But now I kind of realize the correct answer is, you know, you know, that's, that's an area of growth for me. I'd like to learn more about that. I know that I can go to this site, you know, I can go to this resource, um, you know, maybe be a little knowledgeable about like the diagnostic center gives amazing preschool assessment trainings, you know, and, and, you know, and, and show an interest in learning and growing, you know, and, and not be embarrassed that you don't have the most perfect answer. But I think they're looking to see, are you willing to learn, mm -hmm. you know, and, uh, and grow as a psychologist. So for anyone outside of California, diagnostic centers are, I think, pretty specific to our state and um, they, they are a wonderful resource. So if anyone's listening to this from California, definitely take a look at some of their resources there. Um, okay, so last question. Any tips you would have for someone who's interviewing in the next couple months for a school psych position? Um, I, I think the biggest tip is to use active listening pay attention to what questions they're asking you because that's going to tell you where their, you know, their interests lie. 
you know, what's important to them, um, what, what they feel you, you need to have for the position, you know, um, and don't be afraid to ask questions. You know, there's nothing wrong with asking questions and don't be afraid to say, I don't know, you know, that I, but I, I want to learn more or I'm interested. And, um, and I think if you, you get kind of a question that feels a little sticky, um, like, you know, they're asking you something that doesn't have like a cut and dried answer, um, you know, to really say, you know, I'd look to my, my district's climate and culture and our practices within the district for how to address that situation, because mm -hmm. it shows that you are, you have the ability to follow, you know, and, 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 um, and be able to follow their climate and culture. And you're not coming in as the person who knows everything mm -hmm. that's going to fix everything, but just really, be prepared to listen to what's being said in the, in the interview. I've always um, kind of had that same sense where like, if every question is about assessment, I'm like, they're not going to ask me to do counseling in this district. Yeah. Right. <laughs> when they start asking me about counseling and interventions and assessment, you're like, Oh, okay. So this is a little bit more, you know, well-rounded kind of, um, right. you know, job position. So yeah, I always say, you know, listen for their questions, like you said, because, um, you know, if they start asking you questions, um, I know I've been asked in the past about like organizational strategies and different things like that. I'm like, oh, they need someone who's like on the ball. <laughs> they want to make sure this person's got these skills to move forward. Um, but I love what you said about like looking to, you know, the district's climate and culture, you know, or, or being able to say, um, you know, I'm not quite sure what that would be, but I'm, I would, you know, obviously reach out to district personnel if mm -hmm. I didn't have that answer, you know, to see if we already have a process and procedure in place. Right. In arena, you know, it's a, a great way to be like, I know you guys are here to help me, right? Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> awesome, awesome. Anything else that you want to share? Um, Find a mentor. <laughs> Find an experienced school psychologist that you can talk to. Um, I was very fortunate that I had a mentor for two years and it was invaluable. And so I highly recommend you seek that opportunity because in our job, we get asked to speak on a lot of different topics. There's no way you can come out of your program knowing everything and, um, and just really be open to every professional development opportunity you get you know, that, that to the day you die, you will keep learning. You will never know everything in this profession because it changes <laughs> and grows and, and the needs and the, you know, what, what kids needed 20 years ago when I started in the educational field are very different than the needs of children today. And um, just being very open to learning and growing. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for your time. I hope everyone appreciated this. If you guys have any questions, go ahead and reach out. Happy to follow up with you guys. Thank you guys. That concludes another episode of the Prepared School Psych Podcast. And I hope today's discussion left you feeling not just informed, but empowered to take action. Remember every conversation we have every resource we share, and every student we champion builds a bridge toward a more inclusive and effective learning landscape. So tune in, share your voice, and join us as we build a collective force for impactful change. 
head over to my website at jennyponzurich.com to join our vibrant community of school psychologists in the prepared school site community. Together, let's keep learning, keep growing, and most importantly, keep making a difference. One student, one solution, one empowered educator at a time.